You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. Monday, the staff, we went to uh, Hutchison Retirement Home. Is that what you want to call it? Nursing home. Uh, we went last year and we, uh, we cooked out for them and a Rocky teacher goes every Monday and calls bingo for them and they, they wanted us back so we went back on Monday and, and I, I want to thank you for your tithes and offering because uh, you brought them some fried chicken and, and, and some potato salad and baked beans and, and a cake and cookies and uh, look at your neighbor and high five each other. High five. So that's the Christ in me. Huh? High five each other. Say, that's the Christ in me, right? Because it's because of the Christ in you that we were able to do that. And because of that, there was three individuals that either rededicated themselves or asked Christ into their heart for the first time. Amen? Amen? And that's what it's all about. Reaching the community. It doesn't matter the age, but reaching the community is what it's all about. Amen? So, tonight, the title of the message today is Finish the Work. And if you would, stand with me for the reading of God's Word. I'm going to read it out of 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, un, from, from all unrighteousness. Lynn Clellan, would you bless the reading? Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, God, that we're in your house, Father. You are, Father, as we just sung, worthy. Yes, Lord God. You are worthy, Father. You are holy, Father. And Father, you deserve to be praised. Oh, yes, Lord God. Father, you love us. Yes, Lord. You love us, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, a, a room of this size and the people that came this morning, Father, I know there's, there's got to be somebody, Father, that doubts your love that are in a situation father in their life father whether it be a health situation a marital situation financial situation they have doubts father God touch our hearts. but you're not a father of doubt your love father the bible says your word says covers it all yeah you love us father yes. Father, I ask this morning that your Holy Spirit walk up and down each aisle, Father, and touch people where they are, Father, and heal them, Father, and return, Father, that they have the faith, the size of only a mustard seed, Father, yes, Lord God. that you are willing, Father, and that you are able. Father, I pray that you're with Pastor Aaron this morning, Father, as he brings Bless the word. Bless you. Father, help him to recall everything he has prepared, Lord. Guide his lips. And Father, give him words, Father, from the throne that maybe he hasn't even thought yes, of. Yes, God. And Father, as always, we will praise you, Father, for everything that you have done, Father, and everything that you will do. And it's in your son, Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Huh? So today, we're going to talk about two disciples. The title is Finish the Work. We're going to talk about two disciples today. And, and very much you could kind of relate this to the prodigal son. These two disciples were called and they walked with Jesus. But we're going to see how their life turned out at the end. Amen. So Mark chapter 3, 14 through 19. And he ordained 12 that they should be with him. 
and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. I want to stop there also. I just want to say to you that when you became a Christian, he didn't call you to be a pew sitter. He said, he said that you're a new creature and the old things have passed away and all things become new. Because the only way to do these things, to preach the gospel, to heal sickness and to cast out devils is through the Lord God Almighty. It's through the Christ that's in us. And we become empowered by the Holy Spirit whenever we confess and ask him to come into our hearts and into our lives. Just as the 12, he ordained the 12. Guess what? He has ordained each and every one of us to preach the gospel. He's commissioned us, right? In the, in, in the end of Mark, Matthew, he's commissioned us to go forth and to preach the gospel and to baptize those who believe in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's commissioned us and signs and wonders will follow. Just as he ordained the 12, he has called us. Amen? Amen. The 12 disciples. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. And James, the son of Zebedee. And John, the brother of James. And he surnamed them. Bernerges, which is the sons of thunder. That almost makes you want to like WWE, you're entering the wrestling, right? And you got this theme song coming on, sons of thunder, right? Why are they that? You know, they wanted to call down fire one time and destroy something for Jesus, right? They're the sons of thunder. And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. And they went into a house. They went into a house and they went and they learned to pray. They, they got commissioned even more. I like that Peter is called first and Judas is called last, right? But it shows us that they're all 12 called. They're all 12 ordained. And listen, I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. And this is more of a teaching than a preaching. So bear with me and stay with me because it's valuable. Mark 4, I, I want to show you how the disciples walked with Jesus before we get to where we're going. Mark 4, 35 through 41, just in reference, Jesus calms the storms. All 12 are in the, all 12 are in the boat with Jesus. They're going through the Sea of Galilee, and a storm starts rising up against them, and, and the boat is rocking, and, and the world is crazy, and Jesus is at the bottom of the boat, and he's sleeping, he's resting. And they're murmuring and they're complaining, who is this that he would let us perish? Why did he put us in this boat? Jesus will never forsake you. He will never leave you. He was down in the boat sleeping. They were murmuring. They're seeing who's going to get up and wake up the master. And they wake up the master. All 12 of them's in the boat. Remember, all 12. They wake up the master and say, master, would, you, would it be your will that we perish? And he comes to the top and he says, peace to the storm. And the storm rests. I want to encourage you. That when you're going through a storm, that your words matter. Your words are blessings and curses. Your words speak life to things, and they speak death to things. So when you're going through the storm, you might want to pick up the Word of God and read what it says instead of calling somebody and getting their advice or looking up a webinar or WebMD or whatever. You might want to look up Jesus instead so that you can get the storm calmed in your life. Listen, we all go through times. We all go through a hard season of life, but it's in God's hands. It's in the Lord's hands. It's not in ours, but our words that we soak inside of us, the word of God will calm the storm. Amen. All 12 is with him in the boat. They go to the country of the Gadareans in Mark 5, 1 through 20. And Jesus comes to this place where there's a demonic man. He's possessed. And then Jesus gets out of the boat and he walks up and, Son of God, what would you have of me? 
And he tells him peace and he casts out the legion, which means there was a thousand plus demons inside of him. All 12 were there to see this, this great miracle. All 12. It is good to see you, sister. It is good to see you. Praise God. All 12 are with him, right? Mark 5, 21 through 43, Jairus comes. Says, Master, my daughter's sick unto death, and I need you to come with me. All 12 are walking with Jesus. All 12. And as he's walking, he says, take me to your house. All 12 are walking with Jesus. The crowd is thronging up on him, and there's one that touches the hem of his garment. Gets down, crawls through the crowd, touches the hem, the issue of blood, and the issue of blood dries up instantly. All 12, Jesus says, who touched me? And the 12 says, Lord, they're all touching you. They're all throwing up on you. He says, but one has touched me. Today, in the sanctuary this big, there's one of you, maybe more, that has touched him. Your worship matters. Amen? He continues after the interruption with the, inter with the woman with the issue of blood. As he's walking to Jairus' house, again, all 12 are walking. Judas and Peter are right there with him. They're walking. Master, don't trouble. The servant comes to Jairus and says, don't trouble the master for your daughter's dead. And Jesus says, we're going to keep going. And he gets there. All 12 are still there, George Ann. All 12 get to see the miracle of the daughter being raised to life. Amen. Mark 6, 7 through 13. Jesus sends out the 12. And they went out in, in verses 12 and 13. And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. That's the 12. They're all walking together. They're all with Jesus. Now, I want to take you into chapter 26 of Matthew. Both of them get to watch a very special moment in Jesus' life. In chapter 26, 6 through 13. Now, when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box, a very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. Listen, your worship matters to God. We don't try to cheerlead you. We don't try to pump you up. But your worship matters to God. God wants to hear your praise. It doesn't matter if you can sing a tune or not. He wants you. It doesn't matter if you're in rhythm or not. He wants your worship. He wants to hear your voice cry out unto him. He wants to just know that he's the king of kings, that he's the Lord of your life. He wants to know your worship matters. This woman brings an alabaster bag that's a year's worth of salary and breaks it over him and pours out. She's pouring out a year's worth of salary. What about us? Do we bring a year's worth of salary and pour out upon our master? And it's selfish, deep, deep love that she pours out. Jesus is receiving. Peter and Judas are watching. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? They became angry over this woman's worship. We shouldn't become angry. We should celebrate Jesus Christ. He is the Christ. He is the Lamb of God. And he's worthy of all of our praise at all times. The disciples, the 12, the chosen one who became apostles have indignation. They have anger. They've got strife, Pastor Rita, because this woman has poured out. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, why trouble ye this woman? For she has wrought a good work upon me. Your worship is a good work unto the Lord. 
For you have the poor always with you, but me you have not always. For in that she has poured this ointment on my body. She did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman has done, be told for memorial of her. Your worship, think about that. Let that touch your heart. Your worship is a memorial to God. He sees you, Kelly. When you're singing, that's my daughter Kelly down there worshiping me this morning. He sees us. Judas and Peter are here watching love being poured out on our Savior, Jesus Christ, on the hope of the world. We go into 14 through 16. Remember, they had anger. Then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto them, what will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they coveted, coveted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Sometimes when God uses other people, it bothers us. And we get a little jealous. We shouldn't be that way. We should be praising God. When somebody is used in a manner for God, we should be rejoicing and celebrating that they are walking in the spirit of the Lord and that they are walking in line with God. We should rejoice that this woman's pouring out. Instead, Judas is angry, so angry that he goes to the chief priest and he says, I'm willing to sell the Christ for 30 pieces of silver. And he looks for opportunity from that day forward to betray him. We continue 17. Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to, to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house and my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. And when the evening was come, he sat down with the twelve. Again, all 12 are right there with Jesus. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish, the same shall betray me. When I read that, I imagine that they both got a piece of bread, and they're dipping at George Ann, and, and Judas just starts looking at him realizing that it's him, that it's fully going to be him that betrays him. The son of man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. The son of man goeth as it is written of him. He's ready to go. He's ready to, to be crucified. He's ready to rise again. He's ready to ascend into heaven. He's ready. But woe unto the man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It has been good for that man if he had not been born. Listen, we have all been called. If you've surrendered, you've been called. Don't betray Jesus. Don't turn around and walk back. Don't go back to the life of sin. Don't go backwards into the things that he called you out of. He called you from darkness into the marvelous light. He called Judas. He called Peter. We all remember where it was. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou has said it. In another gospel, he says, go quickly. 
He told him to go quickly. You know why? Because whenever we start thinking about the things, whenever we take a moment, Bob, to think about the sin and the repercussions that it could have on our lives, we probably turn the other way and walk back to Christ. But when we react on it quick, I can think of, of myself in seventh grade when, when the boys dared me to go into Rite Aid and steal a pair of sunglasses. I reacted just like that. I didn't think about the repercussions uh, that my father would take a belt to me. And then it got worse. He grounded me for the first time in my life. And I, I've never been grounded. But the repercussions were bad, Mike, because I didn't take the opportunity to think about the choice that I started to make. Judas didn't think about it. He didn't think about the repercussions. Many of us, whenever we sin, we don't think about the repercussions that it's going to have on our life, but it's going to, it's going to damage us. It's going to affect us. We're going to start dying spiritually if we keep walking in sin. The farther away that we walk into sin, that gets us away from Christ Jesus. It gets us away from the cross, and we got to stay next to the cross. we got to stay at the foot of the cross and stay connected to the Word of God so that we don't walk away. Amen? Jesus institutes his Holy Supper, 26 through 30, 30, 31 through 35. Listen, Jesus loved on. Judas is just betraying him, right? So, so Jesus predicts Peter's denial. Then Jesus said unto them, all you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. To be offended to be enticed to sin, to stumble. But after I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. He's saying, I'm not going to stumble, master. Not me. I'm Peter, right? Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, also said all the disciples, all 11 that are with him, said, I'm not going to deny you. I'll go. I'll go to the cross with you. I'll go, I'll go to prison with you. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not going to leave your side. I'm with you always to the end is what they're saying. But there's only one that's going to be with us always to the end. And that's our Lord, Savior, Jesus. Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prays and he takes three disciples with him and he prays and he tells them to pray. He comes back and he, falls them, he finds them asleep and he says, awake, pray with me that you don't fall into temptation. He goes back and he prays a little bit more and he's asking the Father, Father, take this cup from me. But if it's your will, it will be done. Jesus is still doing the will of the Father. He says to him, he says, rise, let us be going. Behold, he's at hand that does betray me. And Judas shows up with the chief priest and the elders and the group uh, that are going to take him. And he walks over to Jesus and he gives him a kiss. And they take Jesus and they bound him and they take him to the chief priest Caiaphas. And he's in the temple. And why he's in the temple, what takes place? Peter, 69 through 75. Now Peter without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Denied once. Yeah. And when he gone out into the porch, another maid saw him, and said unto them, That were there. This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. 
And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know this man. Second time. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also art one of them for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear saying, I know not this man. And immediately the cock crew denial three times. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Godly sorrow hit his heart. He realized what he had done. He realized that he had, that he had answered the very words that Jesus spoke, that he was true to what Jesus said. He's the one that wasn't going to. I'm the one who spoke with boldness that I would never deny you. I would never be offended. I would never stumble and fall. Remember what he said in Matthew 16 and 18. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But what took place? The denial. Hell has taken charge against Peter. He's denied him. He's sinned. He's enticed. I don't know what's going to draw you away from Jesus in life, but I'm encouraging you today, don't let it draw away. Don't let you be drawn away. Stay close to the master. He wept bitterly. Let's read about Judas. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest, saying, I've sinned and that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. Judas was called chosen of the 12. But Jesus at one time said, and he is of the devil. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Can I tell you that sin is not unto death. Sin is unto repentance. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. When we sin, we have to come back. We, we, can't let, we can't let sin continue to draw us away from the cross. We can't let the things of the world draw us away from the cross. We, when we sin, when we fall short of the glory, we got to come back to the cross. we got to continue to come back. We have to repent. Sin is death. Death is sin. Only if we don't come back to the cross. Your confession, your confession is so important. If we continue to, to sin, we will die completely spiritually where we are drawn away from Jesus Christ altogether. Sin is under repentance. Sin is no more through Jesus Christ. Think about the times that he did miracles before Peter and Judas and, and the other 10 disciples. The woman in, 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 in adultery. Where's those that condemn you? She said, I don't know, master, they're going. And he looked at her and he said, I forgive you, sin no more. The man that was dropped by, by the men of faith who, who was with paralyzed, and they, they opened up the rooftop and they dropped him down. He said, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus is a forgiver of sins. We can't walk away in sin. We gotta come back to the cross and be forgiven, redeemed, so that we can fulfill the purpose that is upon our life. We're gonna to go to John 21. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was risen from the dead. And when they, denied, and when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, yea, Lord, 
Thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my lambs. First confession. Cancels out first denial. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. Second confession. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved. Why was he grieved? He was feeling the compassion of the Savior sweeping over him, saying, I need you to come back. You are Peter. You are the rock. You are the church that I'm going to build upon. You are the solid foundation right behind me. You're next in line. Because he had said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. Listen, Matthew 16 and 26. For what is a man profit if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall man give in exchange for his soul? Judas exchanged 30 pieces of silver. You might be exchanging pornography. You might be exchanging idolatry or adultery. I don't know what's, what anybody's going through. You might be exchanging cake and pies and, and just having gluttony. I don't know. Judas exchanged it, and he went and hung himself. Sin took him so far that he was willing to die. Jesus, he came to earth to seek and save those which are lost. Me and you, each and every one of us, and we fall short of his glory. He says in 1 John chapter 1, 8, 9, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And we got to have the truth in us. The truth is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father but through Jesus Christ. He is the way. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In closing, listen, sin is not unto death. I don't know who this message was for. And listen, it was hard putting it together. Sin is unto Repentance. God doesn't want anyone to perish. Sin is unto repentance. God can and God will cleanse you. It is a promise. He has principles that we have to meet, the Ten Commandments. Those commandments, they're, they're not just something that we look at and we read and we say, oh, that's nice, that's beautiful. He has principles for us to follow. And he'll cleanse us through the principles. We just have to admit the sin. Confession is a release of our sin. And we must confess the sin that we're in and allow the cleansing to take place. Quit the sin. The grace card of Jesus Christ, the grace card of Jesus Christ is not for us to continue in our sin. The grace card was to call us out of sin, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, to heal us and to set us forth. You have a testimony. When he cleansed you from the things of the world, you have a testimony of how Jesus has touched you and healed you and redeemed you. So quit the sin and then forget the sin. Judas, he never went back to Jesus. Even though Peter saw Jesus three times after the resurrection, it still took that meeting face to face and it took three times of convincing that he was still Peter and he was still a disciple that needed to go about and do the work. I tell you today, repent and return to your first love. God loves you, and God is counting on you. 
You know, Monday, whenever we were there at the nursing home, one of those young ladies puts us all to shame. She was worshiping with us. Pastor Michael was strung the guitar to try to get her to end the song. And she just continued to pour her love out on God. And that's all that God wants us to do is pour out our love on him. He doesn't want us to turn away from him. He wants us to love him wholeheartedly, fullheartedly with everything that we have, a year's wages poured out upon God. He wants everything that you are. Give it to him because he loves you. So I say to you today, this altar's open. Come pour out your love and your thankfulness upon him. And I ask you to stand with me. I'd ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. The message is about repentance. But today, I would encourage you, just as the woman with an alabaster box, to get out of your seat today and to come and to pour out your love and your thankfulness upon God. Has he done anything good for you lately? It's worth just coming back to an altar and saying, thank you, Lord. Those of you, if there's sin in your life, I'd ask you not to walk out this door being a Judas today. I'd ask you to walk out this door being a Peter with your life and your heart changed back to God to where you'll finish the work for Jesus. When we look at Peter after that meeting and we start reading the book of Acts, we see that he went out and he did a miraculous miracle at the gate of beautiful with John. And then we see that, that he went out and he preached the gospel and 3,000 came and they baptized and he continued to, to finish the work. He continued to fulfill the purpose which God had called him. Today, I would encourage you even to step out and say, Lord God, I wanna, I wanna, be, I wanna be like your disciple, Simon Peter. Is there any here today that would just step out and say, I want to be more. I want more boldness. I want more courage. If that's you, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to come. As Pastor Kerry leaves this, I just, this altar's open. I, I encourage you to come. All heads bowed and eyes closed. We'll never know the full cost of Jesus dying on the cross for us. Is there one here today that would say, Pastor, kind of in a Judah state. I don't know the Lord as my Savior. Is there one today that would ask Jesus into his heart? Is there one today that would say, I want Jesus? Do you know that you know heaven is your home? Is there one today? Is there one today? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord God. Father, I pray that it would continue to encourage Lord examine our heart every day and that we would ask you to examine our heart Lord God to take anything out that separates us from you Father we just want to pour our love out on you we want to magnify you and glorify you for you are the Christ you are the Son of God you are the Lamb of God who saved us who has redeemed us God, we just want to give you glory and honor. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name.
Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 